Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. You are now listening to Season 7 of the show. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Alma Constance, Denise Smith, and Lucinda Ackland. Alma and Lucinda are the co-hosts of Kids Law, a podcast aimed at children and their families. Alma and Lucinda talk to experts in the legal field on a range of topics, including the law's impact on children's lives, keeping safe, and making good decisions. In 2018, Alma led a charity appeal for Spark 21 at the British Legal Awards in support of the first 100 years. Alma's appeal raised £12,000 and funds were used for the first 100 years of Women in Law publication. Lucinda is an experienced podcast host, having presented the first 100 years podcast and is the co-author of the first 100 years of Women in Law. A qualified solicitor, Lucinda is passionate about volunteering her time to legal aid and law centre work on the front line of the access to justice debate. Together, Alma and and Lucinda make a powerful team, tackling subjects that teach young people more about complex legal concepts. So a very big warm welcome, Alma and Lucinda. Hello, Rob. Hello, both. I'm super excited about today's discussion. And before we dive into all your amazing projects and experiences to date, we do have a customary opening question here on the Legally Speaking podcast, which is... On the scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, what would you rate the hit TV series Suits in terms of its reality of the law if you've seen it coming to you, Lucinda? Well, I, um, I'm afraid I haven't seen it. Um, I know that being in the US, it's going to be very different from firms in uh, the UK. And I imagine it's all about personal relationships and the dramas, which is fun, but it's not realistic. So probably a zero, I'm afraid. And do not be afraid. I think that's an absolute fair answer. And with that, we're going to move swiftly on to talking all about yourself and Alma. And uh, Alma, I'd love to come to you first because um, some of our regular listeners will know that we featured your your mum on the show before as, as, as well. And I'm really curious to know um, a bit more about your career aspirations and, and your career journey and where you see that going. So feel free to, to tell us a little bit more about your, your future ahead. I I'm just going to answer this really simply. I have literally no idea what I'm going to become because I love law and I love music. So I, I'm, I play piano and everything is just mixed up. So I like everything basically at the moment. I, have, I don't have a clear sense yet. Maybe in I think. No, and I think if someone was to ask me that question where, where you're at at this stage, I would probably have the very same answer. So uh, it's good for you to sort of absorb as much as you can and take what you like and go in that direction. So Lucinda, we'd love to come to you and maybe allow uh, you to tell a bit about our listeners, your background and career journey. Well, I think this is probably one of the reasons why Alma and I are such a great team. I'm at the other end of the spectrum (laughs) because I've been working in the legal sector for some, for well, over 30 years now in a variety of positions. I started as a civil litigator at what was Lovell White Durrant, now Hogan Lovells. And then I was looking for a more nine to five role because I had a family and you couldn't work flexibly at all, certainly as a litigator in those days. So I um, worked as a professional support lawyer, and it was to bridge the uh, what was a new area, use of IT and litigation. So a bridge between the IT department, the lawyers, and the courts. Then, 
then moved to the College of Law and again, uh, University of Law now and created CPD training videos as was and then designed online courses and got asked to join one of the new uh, alternative business structures, uh, Riverview Law, to, and to use social media as a way of promoting their company, which uh, was probably no, was a really new uh, platform for lawyers in those days. And that was great because you could promote your visibility to an incredibly wide audience in, in real time. I then worked for Obelisk Support, joining Dana, uh, which again, she was uh, one of the early people to set up an organisation promoting uh, flexible work for lawyers. And I matched lawyers into roles and trained and support them because many of them were returners. And it was a very different way of working from on-site, full-time to part-time, uh, online and uh working remotely flexibly. At the same time, I uh, volunteered for Obelisk project that Dana had set up, a charity project, The First 100 Years, and that helped and helped promote that and created a podcast series which documented the centenary of women being able to practice law and interviewed uh, academics and practitioners. And um, then, I, f- I feel like, I'm sorry, it is then and then and then, as such is my <laughs> age, uh, I work for a head of learning at Legal Aid Practitioners Group, and um, and I'm now a trustee at the North Kensington Law Centre. Um, and what an amazing journey! And like you you said at the outset of your your response, you know it's it's great to bring two people together with you know very different stages of of, of careers, and and to put that all into um, a show. And that leads nicely on to Alma, my next question, because along with Lucinda, uh, you started Kids Law, I believe, in 2021. I believe you were only 10 years old at the time. For those people who may not be familiar, can you tell us what Kids Law is all about, please, Alma? Well, Kids Law is really about teaching kids law. So that's why the name is Kids Law. kind of makes sense. Um, and it's really about how um, law affects children um, as we grow up. So it's about kind of educating those that might not have such a like wide knowledge about law and how um, it can change their lives, basically, in ways that they couldn't really imagine. So that's kind of to sum it up. Yeah, and I think you summed it up beautifully. And Lucinda, I'd love to come to you with, you know, you, you've done so many very different roles. Um, what was your inspiration for wanting to start Kids Law and how did it all come about? Well, I had really enjoyed the um, medium of podcasts. It's something you can do not only practically flexibly, um, but also it's such an accessible uh, way. And I love the you know, democratic element. You go on to podcasts now and everyone's talking about any old thing. Um, but I thought it would be a good way to explain. Uh, I wanted to explain more to general people about laws because people get quite frightened or they think it's very exclusive. But I thought um, nobody's going to be particularly interested in me droning on. And I was talking to Dana and we came up with the idea, particularly with the hook of uh, the criminal age of criminal responsibility. And it's, it is quite shocking, to be honest. Um, so we thought we would um, set this podcast up and I thought, uh, you know, do it in a short, accessible format, talking to the actual people who are doing it. So how laws are made, interpreted and, and you know, and how they can be challenged um, and they could explain themselves. And I think people quite like it that it's aimed at young people. So you don't have to be credibly formal or sort of aware of your status 
you just say what you do and try and explain it. Um, and in fact, Alma, we, we know lots of adults listen to it, don't we? That's that's a really nice thing. Um, and I guess just coming back to the criminal responsibility point, it's, you know, it really highlights the responsibility that young children have, but we wanted to look at their rights and, you know, just, I guess the first time that often people come across law is when it's an emergency, something's gone very wrong. So we wanted to sort of shine a light um, to explain more of it. Yeah, and I think you're doing a, a tremendous job of it. And, you know, you covered so many points there. Um, Alma, I'd just like to ask you, what was there any particular inspiration for yourself um, in wanting to start the show from, from your side? Well, for me, it was really turning 10. Obviously, 10 is like double digit. Everybody was very excited. And then suddenly, oh, the age of criminal responsibility. Isn't that exciting too, Alma? And then I told all my friends and my colleagues at school, and they had literally no idea, and their parents had no idea either. So I thought, and Lucinda also thought, nobody knows about, I mean, they don't, people in general don't know much about law, because as Lucinda said, it, it is frightening, it's a big thing, there are so many details in it, they don't really, um, they, they don't take the view that they're able to understand it. So um, it's really about, for me, it was really about telling my friends and kids about um, how how um, law can affect them, and then it kind of evolved into for everyone to understand it like in a simple way. Yeah, I I always say it's better to be clear than it is to be clever, and I think you do a tremendous job with your show. Are you a mid-sized law firm looking to thrive in 2024 and beyond? Look no further. Clio has just released their highly anticipated 2024 Legal Trends Report for mid-sized law firms. This comprehensive report is packed with actionable insights that will empower your firm to stay competitive in the ever-changing legal landscape. Discover how to enhance your billing and collections, harness the power of AI tools and leverage cloud-based technology for success. Download the 2024 Legal Trends Report for mid-sized law firms today. Visit clio.com forward slash UK forward slash resources to learn more. And Lucinda, I'd love to ask you um, the journey, because how has the podcast grown and developed three years on? Take us through the process uh, and, and, and sort of where it is to today. Well, we are on series four now and we have some sort of 45 episodes which is is brilliant um it's it's a pretty sort of organic development because we're dependent on the availability of uh our interviewees when they you know generously give up their time to support the project and it started really i think alma wasn't it as a mix of people who had worked in organizations like judges in the courts mps who make the law uh in the lords how they um review the laws we're sort of moving on to you know hopefully some more uh, practical situations you know i have a network of contacts as does dana and we approach people to invite them you know i can think or more thematically things like uh, what is justice what is the rule of law and then uh, an event such as uh, broadly topical such as the coronation that you know does the king have to obey the law 
Yeah, and I, I think it's great um, all the topics and, and, and what you cover. And, and sticking with um, you for a moment, Lucinda, um, would you mind talking us through that the process of you know making these podcast episodes? How do you create? How do you collaborate? Like you mentioned, you've got a lot of contacts um, out there to to put on this show and, and put on every episode that you do. So for each uh, series, Dara and I. Um, get together and discuss sort of broad themes um, or people to interview that we can think of or, or topics that might be coming up or have done in the news. Um, and then between us, we contact them um, and uh, invite them to come in, sending them a link and saying, we'd really like to talk to you on this. Uh, I, you know, then there's a question of fitting the time frame, timetable. I then do some more detailed research and create a draft outline with questions. And I, I often put in a narrative thread because, you know, people give up their time for free. Um, and also it helps them keep a focus on the audience. Um, and also we, we don't, we try and make it relatively uh, under half an hour for people's attention span. So, you know, I ask Alma if she's got any particular questions um, and they may come in then or during the interview, Alma might think of something um, so I record and edit from my laptop. I'm a bit low tech, um, but it seems to work for us. And um, we use Buzzsprout. And then Dana uh, typically organises a team, one of her team, to publicise the episode online. And I think, Alma, you, you've created some of the uh, Canva templates, haven't you? Yeah, that's um, quite a fun way of kind of like enjoying the podcast part two in a different way. Because um, you can kind of use your imagination on the different like um, styles on Canva too. So. And I think, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything, Alma, but I think over the years we've got to be quite a good team. We're both on the same page yeah. as to what we're trying to achieve. Well, I hope that was the, the way it was before too, but definitely. And I feel like also we can work better together. I've learned how to use my Gmail, which I did not know how to use when I was 10 which definitely helps. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that part. One, one question I'd love to ask you, Alma, is how challenging, well, what's the most challenging aspect of teaching kids about the law and how it affects them? Well, I feel like the most challenging part is really explaining the law or um, the episode in a simple way, just because um, we do have quite a wide range of ages listening that can go up um, go up to like I don't know, a hundred I think, and all the way down to seven years old I think, even less. So it our main goal is for children to understand the law. So we have to make it quite easy to understand and um, make sure that it is easily explained on our part, but also on the guests' side too, just so that um, everything can be understood by um, the listeners. Yeah. And again, really important. And I always say on the show as well, if you confuse people, you lose people. So trying to keep it as clear and, and as easy for people to digest and, and understand is super important. Lucinda, why do you believe it's important to educate the youth of today about their legal rights specifically? And what can young people be doing to spread awareness about the law affecting them? I think because, as I've said, you know, there is a general lack of understanding um, generally. Um, and I think that goes down to sort of lack of time in schools to introduce concepts. Um, I think people, if they could understand they have more power than they think, 
um, law is basically the underpinning uh, skeleton of our society. And if they could understand that if they lobbied local authority, council members or MPs about the issues that meant um, something to them, they would feel more engaged. Because I think particularly with the news being so... um, Shocking. I think people are turned off by it, especially when people are having difficulties. Uh, so I think it's important as well um, bec- to try and think of the different ages because, you know, children like people are, are not a homogenous group in terms of their education, abilities, family, economic situations. Um, and, you know, having Alma as our my co-host, she can certainly ask things. She's got a really on the point perspective. And so if it passes the Alma test, I'm pretty happy. Um, And in terms of getting young people to spread awareness, I think they could ask their schools to get people in, organise trips to find how law works. One of the great things as I've, you know, come to discover is how willing people are to explain it. They're really keen to give back. Um, you can visit a court from 14 and, uh, you know, they may want to learn about campaigns to change laws. And people are increasingly um, keen to have children's perspective, uh, you know, people participating with them. Yeah, and again, you give some really good uh, examples and things that people can be be thinking about. Um, Alma, I would love to come to you to ask you, and it's probably quite a tough question, um, what has been your favourite episode to date? Or has there been a particular topic of discussion that you've most enjoyed? Well, I can't, I can't really answer the first part of the question because... I mean, every episode is just excellent. I mean, there's not one that I can just point out and say, that's the best one, because each one is about a different theme, a different subject, so it's really hard to choose. So I haven't. Um, But for the uh, favourite topic, I did really like talking about the inequality of law, so about how, you know, it's you need to be in a financially good place to be able to afford a lawyer and to have access to the law. So I really enjoyed that theme, but also about the discrimination that children can face. So this is quite an old episode, but for example, um, with Kirsty Brimlow, we had um, a episode about witchcraft and how children can be discriminated against being kind of witches and wizards and being like the demon and possessed. So I feel like that was a really important theme because it affects us and it kind of shows the different aspects of law even the ones that aren't really known yeah and that's the whole beauty isn't it of podcasts you can kind of bring to light certain things that might not necessarily be um be readily in people's ears and eyes and so i'd come to you lucinda you may not want to be put on the spot as well in terms of favorite guests but topic or anything you would say um related to that well, do you know, it's funny, I had thought of a similar one because although it sounds a really light sort of autumn topic, it turned into an incredibly serious thing because Kirsty is a barrister, a KC and an expert in international human rights. And she um, campaigned and they got a change at the uh, UN to support children because it can be, it sounds like a completely um, alien topic, but it can, and even in this country. But um, I think another of my favourite uh, programmes, episodes was um, – when somebody was talking about uh, justice, because that, again, sounds so esoteric, and it was uh, one of the former heads of the Supreme Court. And he was 
really explaining that in a fantastic way. And then when we asked him about what he was like when he was 10, he, he, do you remember, Emma? He basically said, I was absolutely hopeless. I had my head in, my, in the clouds. I was absolutely hopeless at school. And I didn't get anywhere in terms of my applications and um, kept failing at everything. And, and he was, he was just incredibly refreshing because he also emphasized the role of luck in life. You know, very much you have to make your luck, but you know, it's, you know, people often say, Oh, you know, I, I worked really hard and so I earned it. Lots of people work hard. So I really enjoyed um, that episode. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a fascinating episode, that's for sure. And I remember one of my mentors always saying to me, you don't get what you deserve in this life, you get what you negotiate. And I've always taken that through my own, my own career and everything else, because I think it's um it's important to, to to know sort of, you know, what you believe in and what you think you're absolutely worth. And I guess as an extension of that question, um, Alma, is there any particular law or laws that you come across on the podcast that you found maybe quite surprising that, you know, you thought you may have had a perception of a certain law, but actually you were quite surprised um, by certain guests. Is there anything you would like to, to tell us on that? Well, there was um, one episode, it was quite recent actually, um, about um, is the king above law? And Sir John Baker came on for that one. So we, I learned that the king is in fact above the law, but as the monarch, but in his personal life, he isn't. So it was actually quite interesting. The king or queen has kind of two sides to him. He's got like one side where he has to be the king or she has to be the queen and they're not affected by law. They're above the law. But in their personal life, if they were to like, I don't know, hit somebody with their car, I mean, that would be quite serious. So they wouldn't be above the law in that in that context. So I really like I really enjoyed that podcast episode, especially because it kind of showed us that um, the well, the king or queen actually kind of has a two-side two-sided two-sided person basically it's quite funny in the same time too yeah it's bizarre isn't it you could go out on a formal engagement as as the king on 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 parole and then later that evening you're suddenly below the law so to speak um off duty so listen the same question to you is there anything that you found surprising obviously you've been practicing the law you've been in lots of different environments etc etc but still was there anything that surprised you i think um just at the risk of repeating myself, I still can't get over the age of criminal responsibility. Um, the UK is a complete outlier. We're only amongst a handful of countries in the world, um, even countries, uh, China, Russia, not known for their um, civil liberties, have higher ages of criminal responsibility. And I guess it's it's just the um, imbalance of the responsibility versus the rights. Um, so I'm sorry to be a bit, um, not be very original, but there we are. No, I think speak from the heart and speak what you're passionate about. And absolutely, mm. we support all of that here on the Legally Speaking podcast, particularly about topics and, and issues that need to be raised in terms of awareness. Are you tired of the current legal practice management software hitting you with outrageous price increases? Well, it's time to put an end to the renewal pain and discover Clio, the trusted legal practice management solution for thousands of UK solicitors. Did you know that some providers have recently increased their prices by a staggering 300%? Don't let this drain your budget any longer. With Clio, you'll experience cost-effective, flexibility, transparent pricing, and a smooth migration process. 
Choose a plan that fits your needs and budget with no long-term commitments. Monthly billing cycles ensure you only pay for what you use. And guess what? Plans start from just £49 per user per month. No hidden fees or surprises. Say goodbye to price hikes and hello to trusted software. Um, and talking of the podcast, um, Alma, do you have a dream guest you would love to appear on your show? And if so, why? Um, I've researched. And I, well, firstly, I'm sorry if I mispronounced this name. But um, there's a man and he's called Kaila Satyarthi. And he's an activist and a Nobel Peace Prize winner. And it, he campaigns for children's rights and education and also against child labour. And I feel like that's a really courageous thing to do since there's so much child labour going around the world. And I feel like it's a really important subject because, I mean, children are going to be affected and are affected about um, because of child labour and also um, about children's rights. I feel like, like the age of criminal responsibility, that is one of our rights. But I feel like it's really important for him to be doing this and he does deserve the Nobel Peace Prize, so it would be really great to have him on. Well, if anyone listening to our show has any connections or, or links, I think that would be an incredible episode, and I would strongly urge people to uh, to help and, and certainly to listen to it, hopefully, when it when it happens. How about you, Lucinda? Do you have a, a dream podcast guest, and if so, why? I think, in, in broadly speaking, young people, who, rather like Alma, who've actually campaigned to change the law, I'm, I'm interested and very struck by uh, there's teenagers who are campaigning very heavily to change the law about gun control in the United States. And I mean, can you imagine having to have that threat hanging over you? So I think if we were able to, and rather like Alma says, spread our interviewees a bit more globally, um, that that's the sort of person I would like. But we, we've got some good people coming up, but those um, would be good people to have. Yeah, and talking about coming up, uh, we have the third anniversary of the podcast fast approaching. So, Alma, are you doing anything exciting to celebrate this milestone? Well, it's my birthday in a few days, so I guess that's a celebration. Um, <laughs> not very serious, but I'll probably get some um, celebration lemonades because that's what I get when I um, get reach a milestone. So, every thousand downloads, some lemonade. I guess that's one of the celebrations I could have at home alone but yeah yeah no absolutely i'm I'm all for mini celebrations i always say in the world of work which i'm in you know you celebrate those mini milestones along the way how about you listen there is anything you're you're sort of thinking of doing or got planned for the third uh, anniversary of the show well, we've uh, recorded a summary of the top episodes in terms of downloads or if they've caught the um, imagination in the media. And um, so we, we, that's going to be released. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it just is great to feel we've come this far. And um, so if people wanted to listen to a little snapshot of what Alma and I have been up to. Yeah, and I would definitely encourage them to to, to do that. Um, Alma, what does the future look like for the show? What have you got planned for Kids Law? What can we look forward to? Well, we're definitely going to keep it going. I mean, well, I'm just saying definitely we are. Um, obviously, there are going to be more guests and more episodes coming too. And there are so many areas of law that we are going to cover. I mean, there's, there, are so, there's, there are so many to cover. 
left for us um, to make episodes about. So um, maybe about how, about child labor, especially, like I've just said, I feel like that's very, very important. And also um, about teaching kids about law at school. That's a really important thing for me. So, yeah, that's a few little things, but I don't want to give too much away. So, Yeah, absolutely. We want to keep people on their toes, but I think you've given people enough of a, uh, a slice of what's to come. So I'm excited as a, as a fan of your show. Lucinda, what would you would you add? What are, can be some of the future plans or things that you're excited about with the show? Well, as as Alma says, we're always interested in looking how, uh, you know, law in the news and thinking how would that be, you know, children obviously watch the news, have, uh, you know, bombarded by stuff and we'd like to be able to explain it. So we've put feelers out for people to talk about the use of um, AI, um, the law of space, um, how in other countries, things like rivers and trees have been awarded legal status to protect uh, the environment. You know, we thought about having a panel of people to sort of monthly discuss the news. And in fact, on on the back of the podcast with uh, Frank Kiangela, the Law Centre director, um, I'm going to be going into our local schools to discuss with him about uh, really to try and reach a diverse audience to tell them about law. And also not only can they get help, but also to really encourage them because the more diverse our lawyers and practitioners are, the more meaningful it is for people. They can bring their life experience. We have got lots of ideas, but we're always a bit short of time. And um, as you know what it's like, it can take quite a while to bring something to fruition. And because I do this voluntarily, it, it, you know, it moves as it does. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there are only so many hours in the day, but I think what you mm. do 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 as a team um, is, is is fabulous. And um, Alma, specifically for you, you know, I'm inspired by what 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 you're doing, and you know how you're going out there and you're educating kids. But if you were sending a message to kids, what would be your advice for those about thinking about starting their own podcast? May not necessarily be in the legal world; could be in anything that they're keen to talk about. What would be your one piece of advice? Well, I just want to apologize tonight for stealing the slogan, but just do it. Don't be afraid, especially if you want your voice to be heard about something you feel is important to talk about and just go out there and try. Even if it doesn't work out, it's really important for you to get your voice out there. And if you have to speak about something, it's really important for you to just do it. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. And how about you, Lucinda? Maybe there's there's lawyers out there or people who feel that they actually would, would, would like to get into the medium of podcasting. What would be one tip or something you would tell them in terms of advice if they're thinking of starting a show? I think, I think it's a, such a great idea because you can literally follow a passion. I, I would say be clear about um, why you're doing it, you know, clear idea about the theme, how you can develop it, give it some longevity. So sketch out a number of episodes, line up interviews well in advance because the practicalities t- practicalities take longer than you think. And maybe have a couple under your belt before you actually launch it because then people can think, great, and where's the next one? Because you know what people are like, always what's next, what's next? Think about your audience in terms of the focus for the questions and the answer, and you do need to do research. Um, those would be my thoughts. 
Yeah, and I absolutely echo all of that. Um, yeah, I think the more that you can put into really knowing your guests, researching your guests and bringing the best out of them on the airwaves, um, that's really, I guess, the, the skill in hosting, in my opinion. Um, this has been a wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Um, Alma, if people want to learn more about Kids Law, where can they find out more? Do you want to shout out any social media handles or any websites or where they can find your podcast? Um, we'll make sure we share them with this episode for you too. Well, um, obviously, you can go on the kidsdoor.info website, um, but also on social media, so Spotify or Apple Google Podcasts, and also um, you can get in touch um, with on LinkedIn and Instagram and well, Twitter, well, old Twitter, so X now. Or you can just email us on the Kids Law email, so it's kidslaw at spark21.org. So just get in touch and shout out your ideas. That would be great. Yeah, and I'm sure this absolutely has sparked a number of ideas, hopefully for our listeners and people in the, the legal community. Um, Lucinda, if anyone wants to reach out to, to you about anything else that you're doing, as you mentioned, you're involved in a whole host of different things. What would be the best way for people to get in contact with, with yourself? I'm on LinkedIn, so that maybe that's the most convenient. I, from what I've seen, I don't know if you, but LinkedIn has become increasingly um, a useful website um, with all, you know, people are using it a lot more. Um, can I add a couple of things about what lawyers could do about um, helping children uh, enjoy, uh, well, enjoy, of course, um, but learn more about it. They may be able to um, get their organisations to engage with the people in the local community, you know, with workshops at schools, offer their time, explain what they do practically, but also career paths. Um, You could also take groups of children to houses of parliaments and get local MPs. Um, And in the personal capacity, just explain how laws work in every day and really encourage them to literally find their voice in uh, speaking opportunities, debates. And and if you go online, there's endless opportunities for children to take part in children's councils and children's parliaments and that kind of thing. Yeah, really good advice. And as Lucinda says, best place to find her is on LinkedIn. If you want to follow up with that discussion or you really are keen to to give back and, and help educate the, the next generation of, of professionals for sure. Well, firstly, thank you both so, so much, Alma and Lucinda. It's been a real pleasure having you both on the show. Wishing you lots of continued success with Kids Law and your future pursuits, Alma, and indeed what you both get up to as, as a team. But from now, from all of us on the Legally Speaking podcast, over and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you like the content here, why not check out our world-leading content and collaboration hub, the Legally Speaking Club, over on Discord. Go to our website, www.legallyspeakingpodcast.com, for the link to join our community there. Over and out.